0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy.
2: And thank you again to all of you who joined me for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. Life is interesting, and I hope that these last few shows I've been doing for you about the hero's journey, I I hope they've been helpful to all of you. Many of you have shared that with me, and I appreciate that. And I want to take a little bit further today, and I'm not sure how many I'll do, but probably, I don't know, two or three more or something like that. But uh, there's so much to learn. There's so much to be aware of. In the hero, and that's you, my friends, every one of us, the hero within us is the the part of us or the person that we are that's awakening always to more, to being initiated into new understandings, to higher consciousness. It's happening for all of us, at least all of those who, who want that. And these experiences are for us to not just endure, but to learn from. And as I've shared with you, I've been through this last winter the most difficult uh, time in my whole lifetime. And I shared that with you and, uh, in the last few weeks. And so just want you to know that that test is real for me, too. Just because I'm a radio talk show host doesn't mean I've learned everything. And I'm doing my best to learn right now and to grow and to become more. And it's not easy. And I just want to be completely honest with you. Uh, There's no way that I would sit here trying to pretend that I know everything. I know a lot. I've learned a lot. And yet, in the experiences of the loss of Marie and all that has happened, uh, I know. I know there's more. And then there's a few minutes here and there that I just don't believe it (laughs) or... Sometimes maybe I just don't want to believe it, and yet I do, and that's the struggle. So I was sharing with you last time about some of the personal connection experiences I had with the things that I saw and the presence that I felt and all those things that were so so very real, and to be honest with you, I know that that was very real and very important, and I... I wish it would happen more often, if, uh, if you know what I mean. Those experiences will continue and I know that they increase in frequency and intensity and I will do my best to continue to seek for more truth, to transform all the inner parts of my own shadow and to serve and to heal, to love. Experiences that I cannot write about or even talk about sometimes. but. To physically feel the Divine Presence within is truly extraordinary for those of us, or you and, and everyone else, whose top priority it becomes to seek and to know Divine Connection. It's yours to know. It's ours to know, and to know again, and to know in deeper ways. But so is the pain of loss. The pain of loss. Is always a teacher the pain and the suffering that we go through is always a teacher and yet as I've gone through this there are times that I didn't want to learn anymore it seemed like why do I have to go through this why do I have to experience that I thought I learned that all kinds of questions that come and go but as I look back to the days and the years where I was trapped in that old victim energy of pain and suffering. I know that I can only open my heart to further healing, to the love and the celebration of divine connection and all that is yet to come. And that is really, really tough. I'll be, I'm packing everything up right now. My house is sold and i am be moving in just two weeks. And I'm off to... A very special place, not far from or between, somewhere between, you know, Tucson and Phoenix, Arizona. And I'll be doing the Aramaic weekends there at some point, as I've shared with you. And so, in packing everything up and seeing things go away, I've given away huge amounts of things. Just because I don't want them anymore, and because I want to lighten my load and every time something is sold or I give it away my load feels lighter so I'm traveling and moving with not very many possessions at all and holding them very loosely it's difficult and yet it's exciting and I know that I will continue and yet there are times when I just don't know for sure if I can so just sharing all that with you just to let you know that I'm doing my best to walk my talk. My experiences of divine connection are not going to be exactly what you experience. Let's hope not. Let's hope that each, in fact, it's true, absolutely true that each of us will have the most important experience that we need, what you need most, and you will have that. Just keep asking, opening your heart, and knowing that everything that's coming to you is for your awakening into higher consciousness and we all need that more and more every day each one of us will be given the perfect experiences that match our own particular needs you will experience what you most need in the way that you most need it and at the best time for that all to come to you all that will come to you in ways that you too will know deeper reality than ever before. My friends, I know that is guaranteed. It was Yeshua, Jesus, that said, The I Am is with you always. The I Am is always the divine presence. The I Am is with you always, even unto the end of this earthly experience and beyond, he said. For when we pass from this physical experience in a human body, we will still be the spiritual being that we are no we won't have bodies but we will pass from the physical back to the totally spiritual realm where we will be no longer in a body but we will have an essence yet an essence that will go back to be reconnected in deeper deeper ways with the divine that divine that is us the divine that we are part of he also said that our quest for divine reality will come as we ask and it will be given. If we seek, we will find. And if we knock on the door, that door will be opened. It's no one else on the other side of that door, as I've said before. That door opens just because of our voice, because of our knocking. We open the door, not by force or pushing, not by trying to be impatient, but say, here I am, show me where I'm not ready, show me where I am ready, and I'm knocking. I seek to walk through that door into new experiences. My friends, it will happen, and we step expectantly into each day and every day and, and every tomorrow. What are you about to experience? What is it for you that's only a day away? I love the song that Annie used to sing. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow, you're only a day away. And you know, that song, I've sung it many times. Sometimes I don't want to know what tomorrow's bringing. Uh, I don't need another test, shall I say. But you know, I can say that. Tomorrow, what will come? What will be my experience tomorrow that I am not aware of right now? Or next week, or next month. So to endure, to step through the questions, to shed tears, and I've done certainly a lot of that, but to open our hearts deeper is to know the path of the hero. Yeshua taught about the hero right there in in, uh, his teachings, and uh, the church people call it the story of the prodigal son. And that prodigal son's story is the hero's journey. But the church took it and totally rearranged it, made it look like some kind of a salvation story, which it never was. One day he said to to his disciples, he said there was a son who left home. He awakened and he returned. And right there is the classic connection between Yeshua's teaching and Luke Skywalker and Star Wars and George Lucas and Joseph Campbell and the hero with a thousand faces. It's the central theme of every story, every myth, every truth, of every culture around the world. Joseph Campbell's uh, books reveal that very, very clearly. I would encourage you to Google Joseph Campbell, Hero with a Thousand Faces, and all the other books that he's written. It is a most beautiful story indeed. And so Campbell wrote of the departure, and the awakening, and the return, and they are all powerful myths that reveal truth about the human journey. It's all those powerful once upon a time stories that connect us with reality. This is why we've come to the planet, to the earth, the planet called earth this time. Yeshua left home. He was gone for 18 years or more. He awakened and he returned. And the prodigal son's story and our story and everyone else's story is very, very similar. We walk on this planet awaiting an adventure that we've yet to really understand a more powerful and more beautiful adventure than any of us have ever seen and I'm trusting that through all that I'm experiencing in the last few months and what I will experience in the next months ahead I plan to know more I'm trusting those doors to open and some days yes I wonder some days I'm not sure but yet, other days, I am. And so, the prodigal son is you and me. The prodigal son is every human being. When we realize we need to leave the ordinary behind, and we depart from the ordinary, in whatever way that means, and we seek a deeper understanding, we seek a higher, seek a higher consciousness, we seek to be aware We seek to live at a higher level. And then, when we return, on the way, there is that test. That test that if we pass it and when we pass it, our message and our sharing to those around us will have much more value indeed. More about that after this break. (music)
0: is the 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
1: Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today.
0: Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the word Hell or Sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be Extraordinary. Be the Change.
1: You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, if you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. And so
2: how is your hero doing? <laughs> you, male, female, hero, heroine, whatever the words might be, how are you doing on your path? Do not be dismayed, my friends. And that voice, I just told you that, has been dismayed a few times. And yet, we walk this path together. One of the best things we can do is to find others who are conscious of this journey and share this journey together. And as I move to Arizona, I've already tried uh, to contact and have contacted. Several different groups of people that I know are existing in a higher consciousness, and I plan to meet as many of them as I can. I need support too. We all do. So, let's do it together. The goal in the departure or the leaving home, which is phase one, will be realized during the initiation or the awakening, which is phase two. There's no higher goal for any human than the realization and the experience of the fact that you are the divine in human form. When we know what that experience is like, that is our key to return and living out our life purpose, your life purpose, which is your hero, phase three. The hero's journey is exactly the story that Yeshua told because that journey is an ancient human truth. It's the truth of all humanity. Every religion has distorted it. Every religion has not understood it. Every religion is made up by those who have not understand, understood the fullness of truth. So they have to create a religion and pretend like they know it. And I'm talking mostly about the patriarchal religions. There's a deep truth in Buddhism. I don't really consider Buddhism as a religion. I consider that as a spiritual path and I have Buddhist friends that I celebrate with them the truths of the hero's journey because they know that it is true. The hero will come to realize during the time of initiation and the rigor of the trials and tests that he or she and the source of all life are the same. All is one. And I look forward to knowing that in deeper ways myself. It has to be It has to come. I know that, and some days I don't know it. In this realization, however, life's most profound experience, that we know that the trials, the enemies, the dragons in the mythology, and the shadows are together, they're all a sacred gift. It is the gift of consciousness and awakening to what we truly are. We are unstoppable. Yes, we are. Joseph Campbell said in the book Hero with a Thousand Faces, and I quote, Once having transversed the threshold, the hero moves into a dream landscape of curiously fluid, ambiguous forms, where he must survive a succession of trials. End quote. Oh, Joseph Campbell, darn it anyway. I'm glad you wrote that, and I wish it wasn't true, but you know, (laughs) I do know. So, my friends... And some of you have shared with me by email some of your own trials and journeys, and I've shared that with you too. We are in this together. Even though I've met few of you, I know you're there, and I want you to know that I'm here for you too. So send that email. Tell me anything you need to. I promise you I will do my best to support you, your hero, on the journey and the development of your purpose for being here on the planet. That's what the workshops in Arizona are going to be all about. The Aramaic weekends, the adventures of stepping into the applications of the the teachings of Yeshua, the applications of the hero's journey, and we will learn together to live in transcendent awareness, to live above the chaos in this crazy world, my friends, we can do it, and we will. Some of you might recall the myth, the story of Jonah and the whale. And I want to emphasize that never happened. It couldn't have happened. No one could survive in the acidic acids of a stomach of a whale, not even for a few hours, let alone three days. It was a myth, a story told about Jonah. had received a calling which is really the awareness of something that he needed to leave home to accomplish. And he refused, and so he was caught in his own refusal. There was no great fish, there was no literal whale, but look at the mythology. He was caught in exactly what we don't know, but his journey from that experience whatever it was that he that he experienced. And I wish they told us the truth because we could find that out. But all we need to know is his journey was a perilous descent into his own shadow self. We'll talk more about the shadow next week, but you'll find shows previously recorded about the human shadow, and I won't go into a lot of detail now because it's already there. But Jonah had to experience his own shadow. The shadow is a gold mine however the shadow is not a negative the human shadow is condensed light light that will teach us if we only step into our shadow own what's there and choose to transform it I've done it many times I plan to keep doing it even though right now it's extremely difficult I do plan to keep doing it oh and I thank you that I have you to talk to (laughs) you are my friends So, Jonah then, he got thrown up by the whale. No, he really came out of the shadow. He chose to do something different, and he went on to experience his purpose. He went on to experience something of his own. After the awakening and initiation, he went on to speak that message that he was called to speak. We are all called to do that in one way or another. Again, the perils that are awakening or there are for our awakening to what is beyond the ordinary and the temporary, and it always takes us to the eternal. You, my friends, are eternal. You are eternal. this physical life, the brevity of it, however many years it is, remember, there's no such thing as time. If we had no wristwatches and no clocks and no whatever, there's no such thing as time. We live in eternity right now the earth turning around and round the earth going around the Sun the whole universe of ours going around the solar system going around and round in the Milky Way our own universe that whole Milky Way universe is also moving and growing and who knows what's out there but we have to understand it's all eternal there's no such thing as time there are no clocks buried anywhere that try to keep track of anything. That was a man-made thing. And Campbell writes again, and he says, quote, in the vocabulary of the mystics, this is a second stage of the way, that of the that is of the purification of the self. When our senses are cleansed and humbled, and the energies and interests concentrated upon transcendental things, or As he says, in a vocabulary of more modern truth, this is the process of dissolving, transcending, transmuting the infantile images of our personal past. End of quote. And remember, as Campbell said, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. The greatest curse of religion is pushing people towards all kinds of misunderstandings, misbeliefs, this and that, the greatest curse of religion is to push a lot of people towards atheism, and that's not a bad place, really, because atheism, if that's true, it's just simply the place where there are no beliefs. And I celebrate every one of my atheist friends. Now, my friend, don't just believe in nothing. Don't let that nothing or that lack of or that willingness to, to live your life as if that, oh, that church god didn't exist, don't let that become a belief. Now. You discover who you are. My friends, you, even as atheists, you're my friends. The divine is within you, and I trust that you will find that. As Campbell said, the cave you fear to enter holds a treasure that you seek. Yes, and that's where it is. What is it that we fear? What is it that causes us to run away? What is it that causes us to disown or say, I won't believe that, or I can't, or whatever? What is it? Instead of throwing out the baby with the bathwater, which I did years ago, we can know that that very cave that many fear to enter is the cave of their own shadow self. Atheism is easier. Well, religion is easier too because beliefs in something don't are easier than actions. Beliefs in nothing are easier than actions. So I challenge every religious person, every atheist, every one of us in between, move beyond belief move beyond what's easy and let's step into what is not easy and i'm talking to myself right now too (laughs) wow in fact i'm actually encouraging myself right now to take the next step and i promise you i will and so here we are on the planet not knowing where we've come from for sure not knowing where we're going for sure But the treasure, that treasure that is you, the treasure deep inside of you, your own beauty, your own power, is to be found in your true identity, the divine in human form. Take a deep breath, my friends, and feel that breath, the sacred breath that we'll talk about more in, in future shows. The breath is far more powerful than anyone in the Western world, or very few in the Western world, have understood the breath, the sacred breath, the sacred pneuma. We'll talk more about that in future times. So my question, is not the Christian's God and their Bibles only a myth or an archetype of our own unconscious control issues? As Campbell said, the dragons that have to be slain now and the surprising barriers passed again and again and again Meanwhile, he says, there will be a multitude of preliminary victories, unretainable ecstasies, and momentary glimpses of the wonderful land, the land that is just ahead. I'll be right back with you on the other side of two
0: minutes. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com.
1: Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be
0: visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, Please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy.
2: And so for all of us human beings that are on our journey, the hero's journey. There is so much for us to understand. And there's far more to be realized about ourselves than just the issues that male control over and that's come to us through religion and the fears behind it. So much more to know than all of that. I'll be doing another show soon and about the divine feminine, the power of that aspect of divine energy that is so beautiful and powerful. It is for every man to experience as well, guys. We'll be talking about Hokuma, Diana, Kali, Shekinah, El Shaddai, Mary Magdalene, and a whole lot more. The Divine Masculine is another part of the mystery of the Divine, and so is the Divine Feminine. The hero must encounter and understand and embody both the, the positive masculine that is supportive and strong and reaches out to care and to lift people up and to help make change and the feminine that nurtures and loves and heals and includes and shows compassion. So, there are so many things yet to know. So many things a hero will awaken to. But The hero's goal is to see what he or she has not yet seen, and to know what he or she has not yet known. The path to enlightenment is through perils, the lessons, the trials, not around them, but straight through them. By choosing the path through them, dealing with them and learning from them, the hero comes to the awareness of the divine within. This is the one who has chosen to move past fear and ignorance to where he and she can live in a state of freedom from all fear and beyond all the effects of the changes experienced here in this temporary world. In all this, the hero's potential is released, a clear purpose attained. The limitations of the ego and the shadow are overcome. The one who who dwells in enlightenment has been described by Joseph Campbell as, quote, Pain and pleasure do not enclose him. He encloses them with profound repose. And since he or she is what all of us may be, this presence, the image, the mere naming of them helps us to understand. The resolution, he says, to forego until the end of time, which never ends, he says, immersion into the untroubled pool of eternity represents a realization that the distinction between eternity and time is only apparent, made, present, but, but it's only an image, is what he says, by the rational mind. And he continues to say, but dissolved in the perfect knowledge of the mind that has transcended all the pairs of opposites, end of quote. And there, beyond the illusions of time and beyond the opposites of dualism and beyond all of that, the hero is seen by stepping into a new way of being. What has been lost is now found. What has forgotten, been forgotten, is now remembered. Wisdom has returned to the hero, the heroine, he or she has now emerged from free from all the biases of the past, free from all the unknown, unowned prejudices heretofore blocking, and the transformation of it all brings us to wisdom gained and embodied. The hero now comes home to his or her true identity. My, my friends, what is your true identity? identity. The one who is the embodiment of both the masculine and feminine qualities of the divine, yes, yes, that's part of it. That's a big part of it. And as I've said before, weak men must become as strong as the women they fear. Joseph Campbell wrote about that, too. And there's a new way of being, as he refers to in the Eastern connections to what is known or called nirvana, which is a concept that has completely escaped most people in the Western world. Nirvana is not remotely the same as the Christian's heaven, not at all. But the hero is on a journey to put out the fires of separation from divine connection. And What does it mean for us to blow out those fires? Just what do the concepts of delusion, desire, and hostility mean? And Campbell writes about all three of those. Delusion is the human condition in which the very ones who may think they are awakened are, but in fact, drowning in the illusions of the temporary three-dimensional world that's all around them. They falsely think that what they are desperately, is desperately attached. I'm sorry, I'm missing my, my words here. Sometimes I read a little bit too fast. They falsely think that what they are desperately attached to is more real than what they both cannot see, nor are they willing to explore that possibility. They are firmly grounded in their delusions, wherein what is unreal has become their point of clinging to it, and their excuses for refusing to explore beyond it. All they see and touch and taste and smell and hear defines their reality, the reality of their delusions in unconsciousness. Delusion is the root of all desires and hostilities. It's a delusion that justifies and worships the craving for more and more while pushing away all others, that those who see as their competitors for all the things they want to grab. There's nothing quite like Black Friday shopping after the day after Thanksgiving as the holiest day of the year for the greedy, the ones who are stuck in the three-dimensional world. The hero must first be awakened to understand what delusions have gripped his or her soul and choose the path to transformation of all he desires to step into in a whole new way. And those three words, delusion, desire, and hostility, we have to understand that we are beginning to awaken to what we have not yet seen. The hero boldly chooses to go where few have dared to go before him or her. To radically unchain oneself from the old beliefs of smallness, and step into a consciousness on a much higher level, and then desire instead of focusing on uh, what one has learned to desire, the hero awakens to focus on what truly satisfies. What truly satisfies the energies deep inside. The old "I've got to have it" energy is replaced with connection to the with the divine, where the hero is satisfied with the beauty and lightness of being instead of the intensity and the heaviness of not having some physical things. The hero basks in the sheer delights of gratitude in divine connection and the magic of living one's highest purpose for coming here to this planet for a brief time. And then, hostility. As Campbell writes, In a world where those who focus on all that is temporary they're constantly fighting constantly competing but the hero chooses a different path the ta- unfolding is one of the task unfolding rather is one of remembering and forgetting we must come to remember who we truly are and then we must forget the delusions of this three-dimensional temporary illusion we must remember why we've come to the planet We must forget what has derailed us from our purpose. The choice to live without enemies is quite difficult for those who perceive themselves caught in all the negativity of others' actions, but refuse to own their shadow self. Others are not the enemy, just our refusal to own the truth and live above hostility. The hero refuses to live inside of others' neediness, their tormented minds their battles, their scapegoats, and their excuses. The choice to, to, of an identity that's above and beyond hostility requires effort. It requires a refusal to quit and an embracing of the daunting task of remembering who we are. And so, my friends, the hero is you. The hero is me. The hero is all of us. And it's the one with all of the beings here on the planet we are working together to become more. Life becomes for that person a bold, daring adventure in which all see themselves as being here to learn and to grow. Together is the only path that is the result of one's own nirvana, as Campbell would say. In contrast to the hero's journey and awakening, we see that religion keeps stoking the three fires that must be blown out. Religion stokes the fire of delusion and desire and hostility. But the hero chooses to know more, to become more, and then keep learning more in the quest for spiritual identity and the self-identity where the two become one. My friends, there is so much more than this three-dimensional world illusion. There is so much more than that car in the driveway that's rusting. There's so much more than the house that constantly needs to be repaired. There's so much more than the clothes we wear that, that wear out and need to be replaced. There's so much more than the food we eat. There is so much more. Deep inside of ourselves, we will find it. Deep inside where we have maybe not yet gone, but we will go. And as we go, that cave within that we fear to enter holds the treasure that we seek. And when we see all the opposites and the inherent negatives in them, the choice to take another step into healing is what the hero chooses. And the hero learns to see that the cure for the pain is the pain itself. Now, that's a tough one, and I don't like it. (laughs) Even now, in the struggles that I've been going through this winter, I look at that and say, wait, wait a minute. The cure for the pain is the pain. Well, I don't know how much else to say about that today, but I promise you I will find it. I will know, and I will choose to face every brick wall. I refuse to go around it and instead I choose to walk through it. I hope I can make it. I trust I can. I believe I can. On the other side of the wall, the hero remembers, here is where we see the biggest problem is not of the people, nor the mistakes we make, nor the transformed ego, that smaller self. No, the pet views of our shadow self and the favorite stories of what we've not yet overcome are are all transformed into a higher self, and divine connection the dragon in all, all the fairy tales the dragon has to be slain the monster has to be dealt with and we will find that shadow that monster that dragon rather is parts of our shadow cell and we can deal with it i've had several shows on dealing with that we'll talk a bit more about that in the show or two to come but as we deal with our shadow cell the hero is ready to return. The departure took him or her to enlightenment and the time for returning and living in the deepest sense of eternal purpose is here now. But before we look at that, there's one more issue to understand and that is how to let go of the shadows inside. We will deal with that. We'll talk a little bit about that today and go further with it next time. But for right now, just take a minute and say to your, ask yourself, what is it that I need to understand that I've not yet understood? What part of my hero is awaiting my choice to bring it forth? You can do it. I'll be right back with you.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
1: Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today.
0: Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the word. Hell or Sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek Greater Awareness.
1: You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, if you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy.
2: So we all remember, at least some of us might, uh, back in the day of space travel and going to the moon and the Apollo missions, there's one famous line that came out of all that that strike and strikes a note of fear inside of us all and that was Houston we have a problem and that's what happened to Apollo 13 and the fear that developed that they may not ever make it back to earth well they did in a miraculous story even a movie made about it but Houston we have a problem we can look at ourselves look ourselves in the mirror name our name, and say, we have a problem, we have a shadow to deal with. And beyond all those issues that people want to focus on in their attempts to look good in the eyes of others, there's a deeper problem. The hero has another issue with which he must come to terms, not just while in this initiation stage, but in every other stage of life. The shadow self is something that we will never get rid of it. We can transform much of it. But I don't think any of us will ever transform all of it. Now, I may change my mind another hundred years. <laughs> I don't know. But we need to just understand that the shadow is a gold mine. It's not something to turn away from. It's not something to be ashamed of. The ego likes to use the shadow to put us in a place where we really don't like ourselves, but our higher self the divine within, can say, no, let's take a look at that shadow. Let's do it together. It's like in the one book on my website called Letting Go of All Illusions, the voice of the divine feminine, the end of guilt, shame, and remorse. In that ancient text, it was the divine feminine that said, come to me, all of you who feel shame. All of you who have been shamed, for I am the shamed one, she said, and I am the shameless one. But come, step into your shame and take my hand, for you will find me there, and together we will walk to higher ground. There is nothing more beautiful than that, to step into that place where we don't want to, to step into that part of us that we tend to be ashamed of. Rather, we can step into it and say, you know, I'm going to transform this. I'm not proud of it, but I'm going to be proud of what I do with it. And I am going to become a new person. It, the shadow, as some have said, is the, the blackened eye that permanently stares us in the face, the topic that stirs up great delight for the fundamentalist preacher. <laughs> it's the focus of intense hatred by the self-righteous while secretly enjoying their own. It's the cauldron of human shame, stirred regularly by the hypocrites of religion. It is the reason the church exists, and it was St. Paul's favorite topic. It's the cancer of the soul. They called it sin, it and it's that and much more. The church uses that word sin to stay in business. They use the offerings from those who have been duped into that by their theological minds to line their pockets. And today, my friends, I know you see it too. The politicians on the scene, how many claim to be these great followers of of Jesus or whatever, Christian people, and they lie through their teeth. They are rabid, xenophobic, racist pigs, I might say, that say one thing out of one side of their mouth and say something else out of the other side of their mouth. They step into politics. They want to control everything. And yet, they claim to be no. No, they're not. But what is wrong with all of this today? What is wrong when we see religious people being full of racism, full of bigotry, hatred for the LGBT community, for example, putting women down, trying to make decisions for women on their own health care issues instead of letting women choose for themselves? I just want you to know that kind of nonsense is rampant in the minds of the religious person that word sin was something that yeshua jesus never preached about he never taught that as this uh, that reality to scar the human spirit he never emphasized that as something to confess or pay a church to take care of never ever he never taught any kind of an angry god waiting to punish people for it that word sin was neither his focus nor the reason he came to the planet. He didn't die to take away all the sins, as people believe that Paul and the church said. He didn't do that at all. That is nothing but religious lies. And while claiming that he did, many of the religious people today have never found a way to stop sinning. (laughs) That's a shame. That's tragic. I've asked many of them, with all that you claim to be, with all that you claim that you are, why have you not stopped sinning, as you would call it? And with that terrible look on their face of, oh no, he got me, they walk away. But yet the Christian church today has become a classic example of the failure to transform one's shadow. It only happens for the individual who recognizes how beautiful they are and that they can step into that shadow and say, yes, I did that, I am that, or I was that, or I'm partly that, or whatever it is, and you know what? I'm going to replace it with a powerful, positive energy. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. We look at our shadow. We look at what we are, and yet we also say, I'm more than that. I'm also these list of very positive things. So... We don't let the positive keep us from looking at the shadow. We look at it because the shadow is there to make us even more beautiful. As I pulled out of a parking space the other day, I couldn't help but see a a sign on the side of an SUV that was parked close to me. It was all plastered with red and white signs that were obviously the intense focus of a very religious person. The messages were definitely those of an angry Christian trying desperately to get across his message of disgust and frustration. The one I'd never seen before said, We hate sin. God does too. (laughs) And I laughed. Oh, man. As I saw all these signs were pointed to some sort of sin in the mind of this owner of this vehicle. Well, pondering for a moment why that might ever be somebody's need, I noticed a man coming out of the store walking toward his SUV. A somber, sad, sort of grim look on his face seemed to be as if he was carrying a huge weight on his back. He was a man of 75 or so. He walked up to that SUV and opened the door. And my honoriness, and whatever else, my shadow perhaps, I just couldn't keep silent. I said, excuse me, sir, but I wonder, do you hate your own sin too? All sin, he retorted with an angry, gruff tone. Jesus never taught that, you know, I couldn't help but add. Then, with an angry glance back at me, up went his window, and he was gone. And I couldn't help but feel sadness for someone who would live a such a life of smallness, condemnation, judgments, and yet an apparent self-righteousness, one so good that he has to point out everybody else's sin. Well, who had lied to him, and why? Why had he believed those lies? What events in his life caused him to align himself with those lies? What was his inner need for all that? And how did he come to that place of being so sadly entrapped in the lies of smallness? My friends, it's so easy to label our mistakes and our actions or those of others, as bad or wicked or evil or sinful for whatever word seems to fit. That which seems to some people to be improper for whatever reason. But you know, beyond all that, Yeshua said the only problem we have is that we're too far away from divine connection. Wow! That's what the church turned into sin. And Yeshua said, okay, so you're far away. Okay, what's the, what's the answer? What's the the, the reason that we're here to do, what is this all about? Are we to condemn ourselves, judge ourselves, condemn others, judge, act silly, act pretentious, you know, act self-righteous? No. No, all Yeshua said, the Aramaic word reveals it all. The word that means, so you find yourself too far away, come closer. Come closer through transforming your shadow to stepping into consciousness. And all the things that I've talked about today Come closer, my friends. That's all we have to do. There is no angry God up in the sky. Come closer to the divine that's deep within you. I'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for being here with me.
1: Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion. Your life is waiting next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.